Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Get a sponsorship ad gently teased into the earphones of 100,000 plus highly engaged listeners, both within this show and promoting our partnership across ACAST's other hit podcast. The Noise Next Door will even get creative and make your ad for you. Contact us through this app or via producerpool.co.uk and we'll tell you more. Today on Fantasy 5, cats versus dogs. Now this is the podcast where we, the Noise Next Door, create five-a-side football teams using characters from fiction, history and real life. Well, what could be more real than cats and dogs? We will see these teams battle it out on the pitch to see who will be crowned victorious. I'm Matt and I'm joined by Tom and we are this week's pundits. Indeed we are, Matt. It is our job to provide criticism and a careful insight into the lineups that our managers pick for their teams and then later it's me and you who are in charge of the big match itself. Now today our managers are Robin and Sam. First up, Robin, what's your team? I'm utterly delighted because uh, there's one thing I love in this world and it's Jaffa Cakes. And there's another thing that I love in this world and it's dogs. And I am managing Dogs FC. <laughs> Fantastic. And Sam, that must mean that you are... Oh, it's the Pussy Patrol. <laughs> okay. All right. Straight out. Straight out of the gate. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the name of Cats FC, Pussy Patrol. Thank you very much. Right. I'm here all, here all podcast. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, now, a quick spoiler warning. Some of these cats and dogs may be from the world of fiction, and we might be spoiling the plots of those fictional cats and dogs. Or they could just be 10 actual real-life cats and dogs that are somehow famous enough to be on these teams. Who knows? But you have been warned. Please head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast and follow and review Fantasy Five with a lovely five stars. Now, without further ado, let's hear those Fantasy Fives. So, Robin, time to begin with Dogs FC. Who you got? Well, uh, I will start in goal, Matt, if I may. Uh, this was the easiest pick of the team. I, I actually really enjoyed going into... I love dogs. I should say straight off the bat, I'm a dog guy. I've had dogs my whole life. I live with a dog now, and I love it. It's brilliant. They're great. That is no way to speak about your girlfriend. Oh, come on. <laughs> I I just love how dogs expect you to pick up their crap and then look at you like you're insane when you do it. I just think it's fantastic. <laughs> so in goal, I've gone for famous, famous goalkeeper, probably. And that is Lassie. Lassie is my goalkeeper. And it's pretty obvious why. What's she always doing? She's always saving things mainly children, <laughs> but also balls from goals. So uh, I think that it, it's self-explanatory, really. Lassie is, is, a, is a saving machine. Um, uh, yeah, I, hey, hey, listen, when, when you think of Lassie, guys, uh, what do you, th you think, oh, she saved someone from something? What do you think Lassie has saved him from? A well. Oh, someone's lost down the old well. A well, 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 let me tell you. <laughs> Two lakes. A gap between two railroad cars, two abandoned mines, quicksand, a badger hole. Those are all things that Lassie saved someone from. <laughs> Never a well. However, embarrassingly for Lassie, and even more egg on your face, in one episode, in season 17, by the way, season 17 <laughs> they got to, um, Lassie was rescued from a well herself. So... Oh, unbelievable what? news. Lassie is never ever saved. This is true stuff. This is true stuff. She's got more experience saving someone from a badger hole than from a well. Um, <laughs> so there you go. And that episode is called For the Love of Lassie. And I watched it on YouTube and it's wicked. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So the saving element, obviously, that is that is uh, Lassie saving grace, as it were. 
Um, I, I think another thing that's really helpful for a goalkeeper is really strong communication skills. And Lassie is really good at just very specifically telling humans exactly what's going on, despite having no language whatsoever. So I think her communication skills, her saving skills, make her an obvious pick for goal, right? Right. You, you're, you're referring to the sort of thing where she goes, woof, woof, and they go, what's that, Lassie? Old Timmy stuck down the mine shaft. Exactly. I'm glad you said, exactly I'm glad you said, 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 said mine shaft there, Matt, because you'd look like a right idiot if you'd said well. I had to change on the fly. I've just learned new things. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Her woofs are so... Now, obviously, she's on a on a team of dogs, so the communication, you know, she's going to have non-verbal communication that they're all going to understand instinctively, but, um, but also it'll be helpful for me as the manager. She'll be able to woof twice, and I'll know exactly what she means, completely <laughs> specifically, including what she had for breakfast, what her plans are for the weekend, and where she hopes to go on her summer holiday. I think it's a pretty solid start for for my dog's team yeah is she is she your captain uh, she is not my captain no oh. i've got a i've got a better dog as a captain and i know you're thinking oh. better than lassie and i just think that that's a real you know the head on the spot of how good this dog's team really is because lassie is, is is merely a player she's not even captain status i'll go to my captain now if you want why not sure. it feels like a good segue my captain is in my midfield okay she's my midfielder and the captain that i have chosen is purdy from 101 dalmatians that's Pongo's uh, other half. It's, it's one of the two parent, the mum, the mum Dalmatian. And I really thought about Pongo. I really like, weighed it up. Purdy or Pongo, Purdy or Pongo. But frankly, Pongo is an utter dipshit. He's just always <laughs> mucking around in the park. He, he's ridiculous. Like, do you know the bit at the beginning where they, he's like, oh, I'm going to float with Purdy. Purdy's so sexy. I've seen her out the window. And he's just an idiot for ages and Purdy's having none of it. I like the seriousness of Purdy. That's what I'm looking for in my midfield is a serious uh, brains. Another real strength for me of Purdy uh, is she can put up with a great deal of punishment and pain. I just, uh, she has 15 puppies. 15 puppies and she's still fine she's still alive name a single human who's had 15 babies in one go no you can't didn't, it's didn't never been the done woman literally uh, give birth to nine babies this morning that was this morning you're talking about halima sise yeah she literally today <laughs> gave birth to nine babies and i thought well, hey halima like noah is she your yeah, buddy? my buddy <laughs> my buddy halima <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Halima Sisa. Yeah, she gave birth to nine babies. Congratulations, Halima. Um, uh, I'll see you, see you at the weekend for the uh, with all of the teddy bears I've made. Um, but yeah, listen, the point is, though, you're, Tom, you're absolutely right. She gave birth to nine babies and it made national news. In fact, it made international news. This woman's yeah. in Morocco and she, there's only nine. My girl Purdy did another six without even, didn't even squint. She didn't care at all. Fine. Imagine how she's going to deal with a with a with a difficult tackle. It's going to be no problem at all. I'm not at all worried about it. Um, and just like sort of as a species average, Dalmatians on average have six to eight puppies. Although I did find one puppy, one sorry, one Dalmatian, Nelly, who in 2020 had 18 puppies. Now I, I would good. I would take her for the same reason that I think that the punishment is really good, but um, she's got a lot on. Uh, uh, you know, she's looking after 18 puppies. She's got too much to do. <laughs> Whereas Purdy's puppies are older. They've left. They've fled the nest. Um, just a little side story about that thing, about that puppy, Nelly, in 2020. Uh, that was on the Independent. I found that. And I had to pay £2.89 to get beyond the, the paywall um, of uh, to read about Nelly the Dalmatian who <laughs> had 18 puppies. And uh, let me tell you, it was all the information was in the headline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess I, I, I'm, I have to admit that i'm ignorant here so where did the other 90 something puppies come from or whatever it tom, is tom, i tom. thought there were 101 of them there were by the end and this is another reason that she's on the team tom she's tenacious so cruella Deville steals her puppies in order to make a coat out of them she wants a beautiful labra- uh, dalmatian skin coat right <laughs> she wants but, a labrador but, coat she, she wants a labrador up. coat she's <laughs> mugged out straight away. um she wants a she wants a dalmatian skin coat and so she steals uh, the 15 puppies from purdy and pongo yeah um, and bangs them into a room with with another however many to make up to 101 puppies um right. and and then purdy and pongo come and they save everyone they save the lot right so so they're real they're real team players so purdy is leading the charge there to save everybody all of her team right and i this think is that's why we really have the spoiler warning at the top 
Yeah. Well, absolutely. <laughs> she, she does it. She does it, guys. <laughs> it's not. It's called 101 Dalmatians. It's not called One Spotty Coat, is it? Um, so she's great. <laughs> I love that about her. She's tenacious. She'll do that. And she's so smart. Like, for a dog, she is just crazy, crazy smart. So there's this bit in it where Pongo and all the, the puppies are, like, running away, trying to get away from Horace, Jasper, and Cruella Deville. And um, she's got Pongo, like, wiping out all the tracks. He's got, like, a, a branch in his mouth. And oh, this on Purdy's instruction. He's wiping out all the tracks so that Horace and Jasper, who are just idiot humans won't see where she's going i think that's incredible incredibly smart and mm. also she looks a bit like a ball so that would be confusing won't it <laughs> you mean because she's white with black dots on it that's uh, a classic cartoon she looks just like a ball yeah 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 so if she's if, if things are going real bad she can just sort of curl up into a ball and listen we've had fake ball tactics before and they've not always worked but sometimes they have and i don't know i think because of the coloring this is going to be a real good one it's genius yeah, I'm, I'm entirely behind that kind of idea <laughs> no but she has got clothes on Matt she's not just pretending to be the grass I'm afraid <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah uh, when a dog curls up into a ball they look exactly like a ball no one thinks oh look that ball has legs ears a head tail <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, she's my captain. Uh, she's, you know, tenacious. She's going for the team. I think she's fantastic. And she's in midfield because of that tenacity and that ability to just withstand any amount of pain. She's never going to go off. I'm not worried about her getting injured. Yummy. So that's my that's my midfield. Sole midfielder. I've only got one midfielder. So now we're going to come back into defence again. Um, and I, what I was looking for for my defender was... The, the trouble with dogs is that there is a thing within dogs called a predatory chase instinct, which is just an overwhelming desire to chase things, right? It's why greyhounds chase the rabbit around the greyhound track. It's why dogs will chase runners, you know, th things like that. And I was like, I need somebody, I need, I need a dog that won't do that. And so my central defender for that reason is Snoop Dog. Dog. The rapper Snoop Dogg. <laughs> he is my central defender. I think it's a really good shout. He's not going to chase the ball, right? I'm, not, I'm quite worried, I guess, maybe, that Lassie... Now, Lassie is a very intelligent dog, so I believe that we'll be able to train that instinct out of her. You can train dogs not to do it. Um, Snoop's just not going to have the instinct in the first place, right? So he's just he's, he's going to stick in the box. I'm happy with that. I think he's going to be a real... Like, when he's either in his box for a header to clear it out when it, whenever a corner comes in or if he's playing in an offensive role and you know he's he's up in the uh, opposition box to head in uh, we know he's going to be fine because and i quote snoop dog can get high as a motherfucker that's that's his words <laughs> right. so he is going to be able to get high to get up to those balls to nod them in um so i think that's a real strength um and sort of as a another offensive option for when he's up there with the um with the the corners coming in if he if he's there for a heading purpose um when he's in the box he's gonna be he's gonna be busting rhymes all the time that's all snoop dog does busting rhymes smoking weed busting rhymes smoking weed and uh, obviously one of his famous ones i can just imagine him doing the chorus of drop it like it's hot and then the the opposing keeper being like oh my god this is hot shit i better drop it <laughs> drops it back goal but he's a defender yeah, yeah no he he is a defender um, and it's mainly because of the lack of the chase instinct right i just yeah, want him yeah. like he will he'll stay put like, whereas I just have no idea what everybody else is going to get up to. Mm. And just to clarify here, in your team of dogs, you've just got a human man. I think of I have the doggy dog, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and are you not worried that he changed his name to Snoop Lion? Uh, that was brief. We, we've all we've all had identity oh. crises. He's he's just back worried to, about loyalty there for you. He's back to Snoop Dogg now. Well, yeah, but he he changed the lion for a little bit, and then he came back to Snoop Dogg. Um, Plus, you can choose to have him at his doggy prime. Yeah, exactly. I'm having Snoop Doggy Dog. I'm actually having him before he was just Snoop Dog. I'm having him like in the 90s when he was actually Snoop Doggy Dog. All of them. All the <laughs> <Yeah>. dogs. <laughs> good. Um, well, you don't want Lassie now. She's taxidermied somewhere in like the Hollywood <laughs> Walk of Fame kind of a thing. Yeah. Plan the Hollywood somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's, a, there's a great line. Listen, I was worried about... Um, you know, everyone knows he can get high. So I was worried that people would stop sending in the long balls into the box because they'll just know that Snoop's going to get high and get to it. Um, but I'm not so worried about that because in Gin and Juice 2, there's a line which <laughs> says, um, somehow, some way, he keeps coming up with funky-ass shit every single day. So you throw in a ball into the top thinking, oh, it's all under, thinking he's never going to get to that. Snoop's got some funky-ass shit way of dealing with it. He's coming up with new <laughs> ones every single day. Not worried. Um... 
few little downsides. I was worried that weed might count as a performing enha- performance enhancing drug, but let's be honest, it's not enhancing anyone's performance. No, there's nothing that enhances the performance of anyone. <laughs> no, as evidenced by Snoop's later albums, I think we can all agree. Um, also, just there was a bit when when looking through all of Snoop's back catalogue for this, he went through a, a whole phase of time where whenever the word the was in his um, his album or his uh, tracks, he pronounced he he wrote it. T-H-A, that. And yeah. it, it really pissed me off. I was like, mate, you're not saving any time. You're not saving any... Like, why are you doing it? It's got the same amount of letters. Like, if it was just T, I'd be like, yeah, all right, he's lazy. He's, but I'm very cross. And I'll be having words with him about that on the first day of training. Um, <laughs> so he's got some offensive options, dropping it like it's hot. The keeper's not going to know what to do. Sure. He's got some great defensive options. I think that, yeah, for those reasons, the chase instinct being the main ones, Snoop Dog is uh, my, not Snoopy, Snoop Doggy Dog is my uh, central <laughs> defender. So far, so good. I'm sure we can all agree. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how I feel about this human being, uh, but then... I suppose on the Queen's team, there was a the band Queen. So I think the rules are quite stretchy, aren't they? Um, carry on, but any more misbehaving like this and there'll be consequences. I don't think all... I've misbehaved again. I think I'm pretty happy with the rest. <laughs> I, I thought that that was the one that might get thrown out, but it hasn't. So I'm moving on swiftly. Um, right. <clears throat> moving up to my attacking position. I've jumped around a bit here, but moving up to my attacking position. I've got now... This is, it's my target dog, okay? He's going to be, he's a big presence in the box uh, and he's there mainly for his size. uh, And that is going to be Fluffy from the Harry Potter books. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, he is the three-headed dog who in the first one, uh, the Philosopher's Stone is guarding the trap door, okay? He's Hagrid's dog, he's got three heads, he's about 15 feet tall. Um, Now, the reason he's up front and he's not in defence is he's terrible at defence. He can't even defend a small trapdoor from three children. He's never going to have a good time in the box. So he's he's not got any defensive duties at all, right? He's really all about the attack. And much like Snoop Dogg, really, his main attack is heading because famously he does have three heads. So that's just three more ways to... And you can imagine him sort of like bopping it round amongst his three heads, you know, like boop, 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 and then middle one scores, then boop, 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 but left one scores. Um, so that's, so that's my, my target dog, big, big, big presence in the box. Um, lots of saliva. So that's going to make it quite slippery (laughs) in there for the keeper. And I think that's, uh, you know, I suppose the saliva isn't going to help massively with the cats because cats are famously incredibly sure footed, but you know, just, just for other fixtures at, when I'm playing against the fish team, they're going to just want to swim in the saliva. So I think that's a great shout there. You've got to think. Uh, outside of just one fixture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dogs versus fish. That's going to be a big, big match. <laughs> um, now, few things. I've got a question mainly for, the, well, for the refs, really. Um, I, I googled what the definition of music is, right? Because in the books, wow. music puts him to sleep. Okay, if you're playing music, he falls asleep, which is not ideal. However, I googled the the definition of music, and this is the definition of music. Vocal or instrumental sounds, or both, combined in such a way as to produce beauty of form, harmony, and expression of emotion. Two things. The ref's whistle doesn't do those things, does it? It's not producing beauty of form, harmony, or expression of emotion. It's expressing something, but it's not... So that's not going to send him to sleep, which I'm happy about. I am worried about crowd song. Right. Crowd song. However, I would argue that they miss two of the three things that make <laughs> they do not have beauty of form or harmony, do they? They do express emotion. <laughs> but by the definition, they have got to do all three of those things to be music. So are, mean, is I, crowd song music? I feel like if that's the definition of music, then a lot of music doesn't count as music. <laughs> Because there's a lot of unharmonious music. There's a lot of music that doesn't express emotion. There's a lot. I, I, I'm I'm very worried about. Also, sometimes they just play actual music in football stadiums. Mm, mm. This I I knew it. I, I bloody knew it. I knew you were going to say this. So don't worry. I've got I've got a fix. And here it is. Oh, we're allowed accessories, right? Oh God. I'm getting sponsorship. My sponsorship <laughs> is coming directly from the big man himself. It's not Steve Jobs because he's no longer with us. It's whoever's doing its job now. It's Apple. <laughs> They're coming straight to me. Apple. They are my sponsors. And here's what's happening. Each of Fluffy's three heads is wearing a different set of AirPod Pros, which are controlled by me and my managerial team, right? They get disconnected in turn, and they're never playing music, they're just playing white noise, right? So what that means is that at least one head, often two, 
is going to be able to hear what's going on in the world, be able to see everything and be fine. One of them is going to be distracted by the noise in his ears, but he'll still be alert and, and awake. What this means is, if some music does get played and one of the heads falls asleep, it's fine because the other two haven't heard it. So we quickly disconnect the, the, the AirPods of the head that hasn't heard it. He goes like, woof, head number three, wake up, mate. Head number three's awake, and then everything's fine again. That's the idea. It's so simple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. Is it? <laughs> yeah. So that they don't fall asleep because of music. You have to keep on yep. alternating which of his three heads can hear, essentially. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking you could have just had Muttley up front. But I didn't want Muttley. I wanted Fluffy from <laughs> Harry Potter. And I'm willing to make these sacrifices. He's great in the air. He's got three heads. Head, head, head. Head in goals. Head. Yeah. Plus, you've got... Um, You've, you've got uh, Snoop Dogg doing headers as well. So you actually currently have four heads on the pitch whose yeah, main yeah. Oh, tactic oh. is headers. <laughs> yeah. And also, I've got a better idea. I'm not just going to disconnect them. I'm going to have all of them linked up to alarms. And then whenever they fall asleep, I'm not gonna, they're not going to have to worry about it. They'll just fall asleep. I'll play an alarm. Boop, 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 boop. They're awake. I don't even need to worry about disconnecting. It's fine. Every time they fall asleep, I'm playing an alarm. That's how I'm keeping them awake. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sounds like a torture. I think they do that well, in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I'm imagining because like AirPods, they you know they they fit nicely in a human ear, but you're gonna have to like duct tape them to these dog heads because mm. they're like giant mm. dog heads. So you're gonna sort of like insert AirPods into giant dog ears and just tape them in. Mm. It's, it's yeah, it's not gonna look great. Well, I'm sure if you're well, uh, if you're close personal friends now with whoever's got Steve Jobs's jobs, then uh, they can <laughs> figure out something sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, he is my official sponsor. Um, yeah. That's what's happening, guys. Welcome to my attack. Now, got one more player. One more player. It's my best one. I'm so excited. I can't wait. My final player. Guys, he's going to spring into action. Why? Because it's Slinky from Toy Story in both defense <laughs> and also in attack at the same right. time. <laughs> yeah, never in midfield. Yeah. He's never, ever, ever in midfield. Okay. Tactic is this. He starts with his head in the opposition area, feet in his own area. Whichever way the game is going, he either jumps his back legs up and then shoots to the, to the, to the goal line, or he jumps his front legs up and shoots back into the fence okay so he springs himself so that he is and then once that once that passage of play is over whoever has come back so let's let's say for the sake of argument it goes our way to start with right we're on the attack fluffy's on the ball he is going to jump his back legs up so that he goes straight into up there with fluffy up front right and then if that finishes and it get we get a goal or we don't get a goal whatever happens Purdy, famously tenacious, really fit, runs all the way around the UK to find her puppies, is going to pick up Slinky's back half in her mouth and then run back into the area. So we've got that that beautiful full spring across the field once again. Any yeah, questions? I think, I think that Slinky can use his legs to run. Like, I don't think he needs to be like picked. Like, he doesn't need his butt to be picked up and taken back. You're just talking about speed here. Yeah, mainly for speed, because Purdy's got four legs and Slinky's only got two on either half of his <laughs> half of his body. Um, there's obviously the the great fact that he is just going to be a perfect tripwire as well, just constantly in the middle of the... And listen, we might fall foul to that. I, I'm willing to admit that we might fall foul to it, but I, I don't know, I think it's worth the, worth the risk. You're there's also the um, fouls. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's also the benefit of having, uh, you know, Snoop in, because there's no rules about picking up a player in football, as far as I'm aware, is there? There might be, actually, now what? I've said that. On the opposite team? <laughs> on your team. Can you, like, pick up somebody on your team? I don't know. Well, I've always argued this. I, I really think that line-outs should be a thing at corners. I think it, <laughs> yeah. this, this isn't necessarily to do with the podcast. I just think it's a good idea. <laughs> what, whip the ball in a little bit higher... Line out, not it. You've got you're a whole yeah. body ahead of the defenders. So uh, That's it true. must it must be a rule. Otherwise, yeah. somebody would have done it. Yeah, fair enough. That's interesting, isn't it? Well, listen, I'm going to do it anyway. We're going to see what happens. Tom Tom didn't seem to know, and he's refereeing today. Um, so what's going to happen is if like I don't know, there's a high ball coming in. Obviously, we've got Snoop who can head it away, but also Snoop can bend over, pick up Slinky's back half and throw it in the air to hit the ball and knock it back out the way before it becomes a problem. And I think that that is why Slinky is the best pick ever made on Fantasy Five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I quite like him as a pick, to be honest, Slinky Dog. Um, I think offside is going to be a problem for you. But, you know, mm. like... 
just uh, in terms of getting caught offside and also catching the other team offside. This guy's got to be aware of both offside traps, as in creating them and being caught in them. I'm just worried that he's going to get a bit confused and he's going to fall foul of that a few times in a match. I think it's it's totally a fair worry. Um, I guess I'm less worried about him being offside because his head is on that side, so he can move himself back and forward. Yeah, yeah, maybe we just don't play the offside trap. I just feel like unless unless for some reason you know unless slinky's up the other end of the pitch and you know it's a it's a bit of a breakaway uh, in which case snoop who who famously won't be chasing the ball uh, can make sure that you know we have a good a good offside trap there but yeah no it's a fair point i think it'd be okay up the up the up, up the other end up the attacking end i think it'd be okay yeah. All right. um I had a couple of um, people I, I thought about. Like I mentioned, I did think about Muttley um, from uh, Wacky Races, Dick Dastardly's dog, but he famously literally loses every single time he plays anything. <laughs> so there's 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 literally no, uh, that's wrote, wrote him off quite quickly. I thought of having. Um, I don't know if you guys ever re- read these when you were little, but the Harry McClary from Donaldson's Dairy Books. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a little terrier type, little scruffy um, dog. Uh, I used to read to my little brother all the time. But in the first book, he is uh, he's petrified of a local cat called Scarface Claw. Um, and so I was like, we can't have him on this team. We just yeah. can't. It, the PTSD would be too much. But also, his name is Scarface Claw. I'd be pretty scared of Scarface Claw. <laughs> Imagine if there was a, a human called Knife Hands Punch. You'd be terrified of Knife Hands yeah. Punch, wouldn't you? So I, I think that's a fair uh, well, well done to put it into human terms so we can understand the emotion. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, so this is scary. Claw. No. <laughs> you just didn't seem at all bothered by Scarface Claw, but then Knife Hands Punch came along and you were like, oh god, I can't, <laughs> I mustn't. I relate, I relate. Like... <laughs> the Scarface element is not changed by the fact that it's a human or a cat, though. <laughs> There's nothing about being a cat that is intrinsically Scarface it could just be Scar- Scarface Punch. <laughs> yeah, like like the film Scarface. Yeah, it's a fair point, Tom, that yeah. I hadn't thought about. But um, yeah, but... Yeah, if the film no, Scarface, if his surname was Claw, then I'd be scared to watch that film. <laughs> but as for now, it's like, oh yeah, that's fine. Maybe Scarface Claw is the cat of Scarface. <gasps> Somebody get onto the author of uh, Harry McClary from Donaldson's Dairy and find out if that's true, because I think we might have just come up with a little... Crack the little case. A little... It's like the MCU, isn't it? Scarface and Harry McClary exist in the same universe. For like sure, it. for sure. Um, and that's my team, guys. That's it. That's my five. That's my big five, my big boys and, and indeed girls. It's beautiful. Could you remind us one more time of your starting Fantasy Five? With pleasure. In goal, I have Lassie. My central defender is Snoop Dog. My <laughs> midfielder and my captain is Purdy from 101 Dalmatians. My target dog up front is Fluffy from Harry Potter. And then in defence and attack, but never in midfield, is Slinky from Toy Story. Beautiful. Well, coming up soon, we have Sam with Pussy Patrol. <laughs> 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. Sam, we have you in charge of a team of cats. I am fascinated to know who you would have picked from the world of cats. It's not who I would have picked, Matt. It's who I have picked and who is phenomenal. Um, we're going to start, <laughs> as Robin did in... Oh, no. What, did he start in defence? Doesn't really matter. I'm going to start <laughs> in defence. <laughs> Starting in defence. Um, it's a big presence. It's lion from the Thundercats. Uh, he, he's the leader of the Thundercats, the Lord of the Thundercats. He's, if you don't know him, he's, he's a lion-made man or, or a man-made lion. We don't, we don't really know. But he has super strength, uh, super endurance. He's a cunning fighter. Uh, he's just going to be a monster at the back of, uh, of defence. Um, he also, very importantly, he, uh, he wields the legendary Sword of Omens. Um, <laughs> and that, this sword is absolutely outrageous. This is why he's in defence, because uh, although he's got the strength and endurance this blade is indestructible uh the power comes from like um this jewel in the middle of it called the eye of thunderer and it's an all-seeing all-powerful <laughs> sentient galactic energy force so uh good luck slink um it's, it's just gonna completely destroy a toy with a string in the middle of it um one of the best things it can do famously of course is uh, when in danger that i can summon Help from other Thundercats if now Thundercats! Oh, we all know that. Um, yeah. And the, and then the kind of the sword gives a great surge of power, um, and it can blast through. Just in terms of how much power it can generate, it can blast through the full thickness of a planet. So, <laughs> truth. I'm not massively worried about a high rapper um, or 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 a, or a dog who can fetch you from a well. To be honest with you, it it can also heal and has regenerative uh, regenerative capabilities, so uh, and, and can generate force fields. So I just, it's just a really useful tool to have wielded by such a person of phenomenal power. I tell you what, I'm I'm pleased that you're not worried about my dog's team. But what does metal do when it hits water? It rusts, Sam. You're going to have a nightmare against Fish FC when that comes around. <laughs> it's literally, literally going to be laughing. Well, rust isn't destruction. It's just getting old. Also. Arguably, destruction. Yeah, and to, to, to wield this sword, uh, Lion-O also has a claw, shield, and defensive gauntlet uh, <laughs> that holds it, uh, it, which also fires grappling hooks and gas, you know, for a little smoke screen to confuse the attackers. So I think Lion-O is a pretty obvious shout. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of Lion-O right now as a quick reminder, and uh, must say, not not the most unfit person I've ever seen. Look at that. Uh, you, we've got muscles on the top, yeah. on the sides, on the bottom, on the front and the <laughs> He's back. A muscly di- All of the Thundercats are ridiculously drawn. Chitara as well is... An app. I mean, one of my first crushes. Yeah, she's the sort of cheatery looking uh, lady. Wow, these people are really fond of uh, leotards. <laughs> yeah, leotards, and they're all named after like big cats. So yeah, uh, yeah Chitara, there's uh, Tigro as well. That's good. And hey, these are combat leotards, which you actually rarely see in a real war. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're used to battle. I think that's really important on the pitch. Um, and yeah, he, so he's my defensive pick. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Obviously, pretty decent, pretty impressive. Uh, I mean, he's indestructible and can punch a planet. So uh, it's a, mm. a strong start. He is a beefy, well, yummy snack, and I would get that poster. And I assume that you're wondering, well, how can we get better than this? How can we get better? You know, how how can you beat someone who can who can destroy a planet? How about how can you beat someone who can destroy picking a someone that can create a planet? It's Aslan from the Chronicles of Narnia, the King of Beasts. The king above all high kings in Narnia. He's a t- you know him. He's a talking lion deity thing. Um, he he is the creator of Narnia. So that's why he's in. He's my first pick for midfield. Very creative. If he can create <laughs> an entire world, I'm pretty sure he can create goals, <laughs> passes. <laughs> you know, he's got. I'm sure he's got pretty good vision. If he yeah. can have the vision to create a planet. Um, we all know, you know, one of the most famous things about him, of course, is that he rises from the dead, so you can't injure him. Um, 
His powers, he can appear uh, at different sizes to different people depending on what he wants to get across to them. So if, if, if someone is passing to him, he can just be massive so that you can't miss the pass. Um, if he's wanting to be scary to an opposition defender, he can appear even bigger, you know, so he can appear at different sizes. Um, huh. He he can also, like, breathe power on people when he wants to. I don't really know what why. He just goes, <laughs> and then someone's awesome. <laughs> Oh, so his breath is like a performance-enhancing drug, but it's not a drug. Yeah. It came from a person's face. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. It's a, it's a legal perform for performance enhancer. Uh, poor performance enhancer. Oh. Poor performance enhancer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know he's wise. He's a, he's a powerful force for good, which is important. I think he's got you know it's a good moral standing to have in the middle of uh, in the middle of the park. Uh, he's divine. He's omnipotent. I mean, he, you know, he can heal other... That's that's another thing he can do with his breath. It heals people. So he's acting as the physio whilst on the pitch as well, which is pretty good. It's important to note as well, people often think that he is uh, he's Jesus. I found, I found a quote from the author which said, he is not an allegorical portrayal of Christ, but rather a suppositional incarnation of Christ himself. Well, that's cleared that up. Sorry, so C.S. Lewis said, he's not an allegory of Christ, he is Christ. It's basically is Christ, what he's yeah. saying. He's saying that Aslan's Jesus, Lion Jesus, so, uh, Jesus yeah, the Lion. In the middle of the park, it's Lion Jesus. Right. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, I guess the, the obvious question is, if Aslan is the one who actually created Narnia, why didn't he name it after himself and just call the place Aslan? <laughs> or would that, just, would that just sound like a strip club? I think two reasons. One, he's the portrayal of Christ. So I don't think Christ is going to call anything ass. Um, and also, I, he's... I don't think he's, he hasn't got enough ego for that, you know? I wonder yeah. what Narnia means. It probably means, like, uh, life of glory or something, because he's, he's just a good dude. Oh, I also remember that his breath, um, his breath also, also makes people go to sleep. So, mm. oh. I mean, we're worried about the music for this dog. Don't worry, I'll just breathe on him. The alarms will just go off and wake him up, though. Um, I, I've just looked it up. <laughs> apparently, Narnia is... Um, uh, apparently they ordered Indian takeaway once, so they wanted it to be a lot Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll move uh, on. I actually did look it up, and as Tom started speaking, I was going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I listened to what he'd said, and I was like, oh, no, that's not true at all. <laughs> place in Italy, innit? That's it. Narnia is actually a place in Italy. Oh, cool. So that's that's one midfield pick. Uh, second midfield pick, we've got such a... Um, we've got a really creative midfielder, and I thought, I thought one thing we don't talk about often on this podcast is like is is the flair two words for you the david silver you know that the gianfranco zolas you know the the little the creative the people that just play with um with suave and class who is going to play with more just classy elegance than the pink panther <laughs> you know he just uh, so he was created specifically to be classy he's he's based on elegance and style. So so the Pink Panther, I mean, most people will know what he is, but he was created for the uh, movie, The Pink Panther, which was based on a pink diamond. And they were like, we just want a cartoon opening credits, uh, make it. And they created the Pink Panther. And then Pink Panther arguably became the best thing about those movies. Mm. Um, some powers that he's got, he can just appear and disappear as needed. He can effectively teleport. He just... What? Appears and disappears. He's, he might be a panther, but for, for no discernible reason, he's also just fully magic. I don't, I don't really understand why. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's just just the way he's drawn, I guess. Um, he also, this is quite an amazing thing. He, he exists in all available times of history. So sometimes he's just chilling the prehistoric era with the dinosaurs. Sometimes, apparently he's actually from the medieval times. Read that, didn't know it, what? enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that's where his actual home is. Uh, and he also, of course, uh, uh, pre appears in the present. So he's a veteran as well. He knows, he, he, he's, he's been to all periods of time. Yeah, I suppose uh, Panthers are intrinsically medieval, so that makes sense. <laughs> Pink ones especially. Uh, he's, off, he's used to being hunted uh, by, the, uh, by Inspector Clouseau. But he, he's never actually captured. He, he literally just toys with him. He plays with him. So he's going to be just one of those annoying players who's like, you're trying to tackle him and he just nutmegs you. And then he does a drag back and then a little step over and you haven't been able to get anywhere near him. That's the kind of player he is. Mm. 
Sure. Is he uh, sure. is he actually like covered in pink fur, or is he just someone shaved a panther? I guess it's uh, they have quite short <laughs> fur panthers, don't they? Sure. Okay. So sure. it's just like, I guess it is fur, little pink fur, yeah, rather than just a skin cat. <laughs> like like one of those uh, sphinxes things you know? yeah, yeah exactly yeah because that would actually affect I think not just the players on the opposite team but uh, on your own team the whole fan base because those cats are just freaky and it makes you feel a bit ill doesn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, okay we're going to move uh, we're going to move in, in between the sticks um, I was interested by uh, this Snoop Dogg edition and it made me want to pick an actual human um I mean, I don't know if you know uh, what goalkeeper in real life was nicknamed the cat. It was Peter Bonetti, World Cup winning goalkeeper with England. No, also, no, no. Also, there's what? one rule he's on also, this podcast. He's a family no friend. Actual footballers, if you step out of line one more friend. time, there will be 500 severe... games for Chelsea. No, okay, you are fine, not allowed <laughs> footballers. In that case, I'm going to pick Sekhmet, the Egyptian goddess of war and protection. <laughs> 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 now, Sek- Sekhmet is is a lioness, um, warrior. As I said, warrior goddess, but also protector and protected all the pharaohs and led them to war and bore them to the afterlife. Pretty powerful. She can breathe fire, very helpful in goal. And her breath, because it's so fiery, was said to have created the desert winds. So she's just blowing the ball away. Just <laughs> ball's gone. The desert winds yeah. are very powerful. <laughs> she can uh, she can send plagues on her enemies. She she's like the inventor of the plague in uh, in Egyptian mythology, which is pretty awesome. She in yeah, fact she sure. describes plagues as her servants, which I really enjoy. <laughs> well, she's got a lot to answer for for this fucking year, then, isn't she? <laughs> Sekhmet, I'm on to you. It's definitely Sekhmet's fault. Um, uh, one of the other reasons that she likes uh, putting plagues on on people is because uh, she also has healing abilities. So if she sets a plague off, she can also heal. Um, <laughs> so she just likes to control everything, by the sounds of it. Uh, she's dressed in red as well, the colour of blood. That's just pretty pretty scary. Um, <laughs> she liked going into rages. She had a, quite a severe bloodlust. Uh, in fact, once she was furious, so she decided to just leave Egypt... Um, and when she left, the power of the sun diminished. Oh, wow. So it threatened the power and security of the world until she came back. Do you think that might mean that she's got a bit of a temper and might walk off the pitch if things don't go her way? She left Egypt, which is where they worshipped mm. her. She might, you know, just Yeah, just but then leave. there's no sun. Then there, then there's no there's no life force for anyone to Luckily, live under. Luckily, football pitches are floodlights, Sam. <laughs> and the yeah, game will so go depends on. Depends when you're playing. <laughs> you think that, do you think if there was a football match in real life and the sun disappeared... Like from the daytime that we'd just play on. I think we'd probably stop the match. I think you'd probably be like, "Where the hell's the sun gone, mate?" Unless it was cloudy. <laughs> yeah, well, if it said diminished, so it might have just been it went cloudy for a while. <laughs> that particular power is going to be really useful when the cat's team plays the bird's team because obviously you just put when you want a parrot to go to sleep, you just put a blanket over its cage, don't you? So that's going to be wicked, but it's not going to affect the dogs. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I look forward to birds versus fish most of all. Uh, so that's my that's my goalkeeper. It's uh, it's Sekhmet. So let's move. Let's move up to the top of the pitch. Now, this is a little bit of a renegade move. Um, I don't think most people are going to know who this is, but this is one of my favourite characters in all of uh, in all of fiction. So I'm going to tell you about him. His name is Blacksard, and Blacksard mm-hmm. is a um, is is a cat detective. Well, he's not. He doesn't. Det- <laughs> he's not investigating <laughs> cats. He is a I cat man. Cat who is a detective. Uh, it's a brilliant graphic novel, um, and it's really dark, and all of the, all of the, the, the pictures, the, the stills, what are they called? <laughs> the scenes. What are the pictures called in they've a real a, book? Uh, do you mean like got each the, individual the image, stills. the cells? Yeah, the cells, yeah, that's it. All of the cells, they're, they're painted. So it's a really, it takes a really long time to make the, the, uh, the, the comic, but it's really beautiful and really, really dark and deals with some pretty... Uh, pretty big issues and the lead and the, the the protagonist is john blackside he is a hard-boiled private investigator uh he's a giant black cat he served he served in world war ii um renowned as being a great marksman which is why he's up front because he's a very very accurate shooter um and he's <laughs> obviously he did well in world war ii world war ii he was on the winning side so he's he's used to battling in the big games he's a big game player <laughs> there's no bigger game than world war ii guys <laughs> um yeah, but basically, if you want a little description of what he's like, he's basically like if 
Batman had no money and was cool with killing people. That's <laughs> right. That's what Black Side was is. a cat he is instead of a bat. <laughs> and was a cat. Yes, exactly. Catman. Yeah. He's obsessed with justice. Um, if he's got to kill a murderer, he'll, he'll do it. The murderer fully deserves it. Yeah, he's really smart. He's uh, he's really cunning. He's used to dealing with race issues quite a lot. He's a he's a big he's a muscly black cat. And in the um, in the comics, there's a white nationalist group um, with other animals leading up. So like the leader is a polar bear. Uh, there's a white fox and like a white <laughs> rabbit, and he has to take them down from the inside. Yeah, yeah, it's completely true. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my God. And obviously, kick the kick racism out campaign yeah. in football he, he's gonna i think he's gonna be a real pioneer of it yeah it's really awful sure. it's called the arctic nation and uh, unsurprisingly the leader turns out to be a friend of the chief of police so wow commentary commentary on fantasy five you know don't expect it there's lots of uh lots of social comments in the i really really genuinely recommend it it's really brilliant yeah i'm just looking up uh, some uh, some black side stuff uh it's a very cool uh, little quote here curiosity may have killed some cats but not this one he's too yeah. tough <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's too tough. Exactly. That's such he's a lame tough. way of saying someone's tough. He's he's too tough. He's, he's <laughs> too, too tough. tough to be killed by curiosity. <laughs> What's going on <laughs> over there? I guess I don't mind. <laughs> when a cross comes in and he's he's curiously thinking, mm, I might nut this in. It that curiosity won't kill him. It won't kill him. Up front. So yes, he's my uh, he's my up front. I've got a few um, I've got a few, few subs that I think it's worth um, that it's worth mentioning. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mustopheles. Sure. <laughs> from from Cats, uh, his signature move, the performer that plays Mr. Mustopheles, uh, his signature move is a conjuring turn with twenty four consecutive fuertes. So you've got to be very, <laughs> he's very very agile agile. We know that he's the conjuring cat, so he's going to be my. Uh, another midfield orchestrator from the bench. He's the original Conjuring Cat. There can be no doubt about that. Uh, <laughs> he's always deceiving you into believing that he's only hunting for mice. He's not. He's scoring goals. <laughs> but you think he's hunting for mice. He's so good at deceiving you. He can literally do magic. He can make stuff levitate, which is, which is very useful. He creates eccentric confusions. Never ever was there a cat so clever. As Mr. Mustopheles. Sounds like it should have been on the pitch, mate. Well, I think it's a good. I, I think um, uh, Pink Panther might be a bit. If, if he's if he's not, he might have um, <laughs> a game where he's being taken out a little bit. So so I think that they're a good like for like switch. Sure, um, sure. Because well, the other thing Mustopheles can do is he can make stuff disappear and make you think it was merely misplaced. One moment you've seen it and then it's gone, <laughs> but you next week find it lying on the lawn. So. <laughs> so then. He might he might do that to the ball oh, if God. you're not lucky, and then everyone's like, "Where's the ball? It's on it's on your lawn. You won't find it for a week." Cats the musical is crap, though, isn't it? That is bad. Yeah, it's is garbage. Bad. Yeah. yeah, I did not enjoy the research for that particular bit. <laughs> I'll be I'll be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> um, yes, and I think as well, just another little sub that it's worth mentioning is the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. Uh, just like Pink Panther, he can appear and disappear at will. Uh, very mischievous, Battle, baffles opponents with riddles. I mean, good luck. Snoop Dogg coming against somebody who's trying to set you a riddle. <laughs> like, Whoa, man! And then just be out of play for the next year. Um, he really gets in your head, Cheshire Cat. So he, he's uh, he's on the sub bench as well. And I think it's worth mentioning a, a couple of coaches just very quickly. Sure. Um, Grumpy Cat. He's going to be one of my coaches <laughs> from, because from social media. Just... <laughs> yes, that's it. Uh, big social media following. Um, everyone knows everyone knows Grumpy Cat and also everyone because he's so grumpy everyone's always trying to impress him and that's why he's the coach because you know that the team are going to be like we're going to one day we're going to make him we're going to play so well that we're going to make him smile <laughs> so that constant level of motivation is there and it's the same in the way for my other coach uh, Mr Bigglesworth from uh, Austin Powers <laughs> yeah, nice. I, didn't like Grumpy Cat make more money than Obama did during his administration something like that exactly like that, very yeah. wealthy very wealthy coach and Mr. Bigglesworth as well, also very famously wealthy. Two wealthy cats as my coach. Often, often comes um, into several million dollars. Yes, or billions, millions, billions, who knows? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, another reason to, uh, yeah, that they want to impress Bigglesworth. He's, so he's Dr. Evil's cat. When Dr. Evil gets angry, Mr. Bigglesworth gets upset. And when Mr. Bigglesworth gets upset, people die. <laughs> that's a direct direct quote so yes that's my uh, full team it's also very important to mention that um 
with the, my starting five, they've got 45 lives between them. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? This is good. Often in our Fantasy Five games, there's a lot of uh, fatalities, but uh, it'll mm. take ages to get through your team. Exactly, they'll yeah. come right back. I guess one of the things I'm surprised about, Sam, is is on the bench and in the back room, you had a lot of more domestic-style cats, mm -hmm. but your starting five is almost all predatory big cats, you know? Oh, yeah. And then, and then one man... Blackside is like a kind of domestic-style cat, cat man, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. But he, so, but like, he stands but he, upright in a suit and trench coat. Yeah, yeah he does it. <laughs> Obviously. But yeah. yeah, I just I expected you to include more domestic style cats. I know you're a big well, cat I've got, fan. Well, I've got Garfield, he's my chef. Make some nice right. lasagna. <laughs> sure. After after tea. The tea's after the after the game. Doesn't work Mondays, obviously. No, no. no. <laughs> Monday night football is going to be a hungry experience. You've just got to, you've just got to pick the best team available to you. Uh if if you're asked to pick something a, a, a cat creature to protect you or to score goals, are you gonna pick the uh, a local tabby or are you gonna pick a lion god? <laughs> it's, I think it's, it's a fair point. It's a, it is a fair point. Uh, so remind us one more time of your fantasy five. In goal, I have Egyptian goddess Sekhmet. Uh, at centre-back, I've got Lion-O from the Thundercats. My midfield duo are the Pink Panther and Aslan. And my striker is Blacksard. There it is. That is Pussy Patrol. Well, we have the teams, and now it's time to see how the managers feel about their chances. Robin, dogs, happy? Not really, Matt, no. Um, <laughs> it's interesting at the end of the discussion there that we spoke about sort of, you know, the mythical good dogs uh, versus, and cats, like, you know, the lions and panthers and wolves and things, and then just sort of domestic dogs and cats. I really thought I was pushing the boat out with a three-headed dog. I just didn't consider any wolves. I could have had the big bad wolf from uh, Red Riding Hood, <laughs> but I didn't. I, I've just got some nice dogs. Um, I, I think something that I feel strong about is, um, obviously, I am the home team today, so I my stadium. My stadium is any park, just any park at all. Uh, but importantly, um, it is going to be next to a very busy A road. It's going to be fully fenced in. Um, so the cats, there's basically what I'm hoping is they're going to run in front of a car. Uh, I think yeah. that's basically the only way that I'm going to win here. Um, However, let's remain positive. Last time when we did this uh, in the when I was doing a team for Dr. Zeus and Roald Dahl, I anticipated I was going to win 8-0 and then I actually lost 8-0. So using that <laughs> same logic today, I think I'm going to lose 8-0. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sam, uh, cats, you're uh, looking like a very comfortable little uh, confident cat. I was thinking it might be an even game until he said that it was going to be next to a busy A road. Because, I mean, we literally know dogs who have run out in front of roads and they've been <laughs> smashed by cars. So There's a fence. There's a fence. Baffled by that choice. Absolutely baffled. Um, yes, I think on the face of it, when you're thinking cats versus dogs, you're, you're worried about the cats. They're a bit more cunning. But dogs are generally bigger, which is another reason that I've gone for mainly lions. <laughs> so I'm quite confident. Quite confident. <laughs> yeah, if, uh, if a lion runs out on an A road, the car's going to swerve. No, the lion will be fine. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, there's only one thing left to do. It's time for kickoff. You join us here today in a park. Not the most spectacular stadium in the league. And worryingly close to the A35, it's Cats versus Dog, and the teams are coming out on the pitch for their warm-ups. The Cats team are all discreetly burying their bodily waste in the shaded soil of a hedgerow, whilst the Dog team crap with abandon across the public space, which is now rendered unusable for the children to play freely. Honestly, Snoop Dog, not the kid's sandpit. That's the whistle, and they're off. Well, the dogs are. Ah, uh, yes, the referee has used a training whistle, so only the dogs have heard it. The cats are momentarily stunned, but have now realised their mistake, and they're off to. Snoop Dogg very much in his happy place here, surrounded by female dogs and an expansive field. He loves bitches and grass. Slinky Dog really fighting the urge to freeze still in the presence of the human fans in the crowd, allows Black Sad a blistering shot, which hammers into the bottom left corner. What a goal! It's 1-0, Cats! <laughs> he really enjoyed that one. He is grinning like his Cheshire teammate. A beautiful goal and a, and a thrilled striker. Black Sard, Black Harpy more like. Very good. 
Pig Panther on the ball, tying Padita up in knots. Cruyff turn, step over, Elastico, rainbow flick! Not even looking to pass, he just wants to mug off the dogs. Finally, a Rabona pass, of course! But it passed to no one. Oh, wait. Oh, he's teleported into space. The pass was intended for himself. He flicks it up over Snoop Dogg, who watches, mesmerised. And what a scorpion kick that flies past Lassie. Incredible. That's one of the most outrageous goals you'll ever see. It's 2-0. Looks like Cat Dog is in the stands, not knowing who to support. Slinky Dog's butt passes to Purdy, who somehow manages to push her way past Aslan, the omnipotent lion. Purdy passes to Slinky's head, but the tiny plastic toy is set upon by a raging swarm of locusts as Sekhmet unleashes her servants from the goal line. Slinky fires wide, but he'll spring back. Snoop Dogg attempting to lure Blacksard in with some catnip and some meow meow. But the big cat's hatred for all criminal activity halts play as he alerts the ref. <laughs> That's a yellow card for Snoop. Fluffy gets on the long ball from Purdy and is charging into the cat's area. Lino comes out to meet him and that indestructible sword is looking dangerous. Oh dear! Lino slips on the grass of the park! Lino looks like he's playing on Lino! <laughs> Fluffy takes a shot, but Sekhmet the lioness is ready on the line! Oh, she saves and Team Dogs is denied again. Lionel still down after that slip, but Aslan goes over to his fallen teammate and breathes on him. The Thundercat is now fully restored. And Lassie is on the floor in the dog goal. Yes, this is looking serious. She's rolling around all over the place. Could be a shoulder problem, maybe a back injury. No, it... It looks like it's fox poo, Tom. She's really rolling around in it. And Pink Panther jumps on the distraction and sends a hopeful shot into the box. It crawls past Lassie. It is 3-0. You can't help but think if she wasn't so focused on rolling an excrement, she'd have saved that. But instead, it's a goal and a bath at halftime for the old collie. Now, only moments later, and it seems that Lassie is back on her feet, looking spotless and fully refreshed with boundless youth and energy. It's almost as if after all these years of play that it's not always the same dog. Yeah, it is like that, isn't it? That's the half-time whistle. The teams return to the changing rooms. Clinky ding clinky ding clinky clink clink. Oh look, an ice cream truck has pulled up at the stadium. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Oh, Snoop has popped out to get a quick 99 ice cream to deal with all the munchies. But no. Oh, he's left the gate open. Oh, Fluffy, Lassie, Slinky and Purdy have all bolted through the open gate and are chasing a tabby who was in the crowd. The tabby makes a break for it over the A35 and has made it safely to the other side. Oh, the same cannot be said for the four pooches. They have all been hit by the number 15 National Express coach from Southampton to Bournemouth. And, it, I mean, it looks like an abattoir out there. As uh, bits of... Dogs have scattered everywhere. Except for Slinky, whose wire has got caught on the axle of the bus. He'll be dragged all the way to Bournemouth, man. Uh, Snoop looks unfazed and is eating his flake. Covered head to sneakers in dog gore. Replacements coming on now for the recently deceased players. Muttley, Santa's little helper. From The Simpsons. Yep. Uh, that's Lady from Lady and the Tramp and Harry McClary from Donaldson's Dairy are all frankly surprised to be getting some game time. There's the whistle for the second half. McClary is, of course, terrified of cats and immediately flees out into the road. Oh, God! Oh, it's been hit by the ice cream truck as it reverses out of its drive. The sad thing is that most of those ice creams were actually from Donaldson's Dairy. The manager really scraping the barrel now as it's Scrappy-Doo who comes off the bench. I mean, really? Scrappy? Not even Scooby? This does not bode well for the dogs. Oh, it's even worse for the dogs team as Snoop seems to have been smoking some of that slippy weed and has fallen asleep in the box. Sekhmet has come up on the ball and scored a completely unchallenged goal, making it 4-0. Isn't Sekhmet in goal? 
Yeah, the cats really don't need any defence now, as that all the dogs have left is very much the dregs of their society. King Aslan has just taken a quick personal time out to marry Lady from Lady and the Tramp. And that is lovely. Of course, that will bump her social standing up to being queen. Yes, now they really are raining cats and dogs. Worth <laughs> it! Blackstar clearly feeling he can relax a little more in this half as we see him playing Russian roulette with himself. Well, he can afford to lose eight times. Mr. Mustopheles looks like he wants to come on from the bench, but nobody particularly wants him to. Mm, looks like no one, including his teammates, is really sure why he's a thing or if he's actually any good. Meow. The dying minutes of the game now. Lion-O has bagged a brace, both assisted by the creative genius of Aslan, to take it to 6-0. And Aslan is on the ball again now. Transforms into a 20-foot version of himself, crushing Muttley, Scrappy-Doo and Snoop Dogg underfoot, just walking the ball in for a seventh goal. All the Cats' first-team players have now scored. An embarrassing dismantling of the Dogs. That's the final whistle, and Santa's little helper is a wreck, having seen his whole team literally die in front of his eyes. The team vet is on, and they have decided it'd be kinder to put Santa's little helper to sleep, and so it's a fond farewell to him. Only Lady remains for the dogs, but she is married into cats, and so is now a cat wag, or quag, if you will. Oh, I will now. I will. Back to the studio. Well, that game had a lot more deaths in it than the average. Uh, first of all, going to the defo loser team, Robin. Uh, how, do you, uh, how do you get past a loss like that? It's unbelievable, Matthew. This is I, I, I'm harrowed. This is this is worse than the 2013 fixing scandal, as far as I'm concerned. I'm a victim, a victim here. FIFA are going to be in touch about this. Whoa, I, whoa, I, whoa. I, well, I, we, we know. I've, I've tried overwhelming confidence, 8-0 victories. I've tried reverse psychology, 8-0 losses, and, and neither of those have worked. You didn't lose 8-0. Yeah, yeah, that's the well. You lost well, I suppose the only thing, the only tactic I've not tried <laughs> is picking a decent team. So maybe I'll try that next time. But this is unbelievable. And RIP to all our doggy friends who are scattered across a busy A road. Oh, picking a good team. Well, let's see what happens when you do pick a good team. Sam, looking good. I feel a little bit sad. Uh, it's just not fair what happened. It's kind of like, um, it was like the Munich air disaster of 58. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where the whole of United died. But I guess that bodes well for Robin because they, you know, 30 years later, they came back pretty strong. Yeah. So sure. on the yeah. 30th year anniversary of this podcast, Robin, you're going to be good. Well, well, there we go. We are likening our cats and dogs football deaths to a real-life air disaster. <laughs> now, uh, we're going to see how that affects the leaderboard. Of course, uh, Sam, you're already doing pretty good. You were tied mm. with Tom at the top of the leaderboard. But now you, Sam, are at 11 points. Tom is at 8. And Robin and Matt uh, are down at 6. It's all to play for as long as Tom and Sam are the ones who are playing. <laughs> I mean, there's only one. There's only one more like league game left. Yes, that does make it challenging. So all, all I can hope to do is, is, if I beat you, Matt, in the next game, I could co-level with Sam on points, and it will have to go down to goal difference. And oh. someone will have to figure out how many goals we've actually scored. <laughs> or I mean, Matt will beat me. Who knows? Today's fixture is going to really play well for Sam on goal difference, yeah. I think. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> well, do let us know what you thought of today's teams or the result on social media. We are at Noise Next Door on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And we'd really love to hear from you. A huge thank you, of course, to the incredible producer Paul, who uh, I'm not sure if he's a cat or a dog man, but do you know what? He's a people person. Uh, please follow <laughs> Fantasy 5 on your preferred podcast provider and give us a five-star review if that is something you can do. Tune in next time, because while there is only one match of the official season left to go, we've got another sneaky special guest episode coming next week. We are going to be joined by the incredible actor and comedian Tez Ilias, and he will be bringing a team of DC heroes to go up against Robin's Greek mythology team. It's going to be big. Can't wait for it. I'm going to kick the shit out of him. I don't care that he's a guest. I'm not going to be polite. I'm going to beat him. I'm sick of losing. I'm coming with you, Tez. Smack talk. Beautiful. Hey, and as a guest team, if you win, it'll mean nothing to the points. Well, we'll see you then. <laughs> now it's time for us to hit the showers. Meow.
those crazy cats got to get out of this shao shao right now, now, yo. <laughs> Is that your Snoop Dogg? Yes, my Snoop Dogg. It's better than your ice cream van, but it's not good. <laughs> Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.